We are live. It's Monday. We're going to get right into it. Today's topic is about nursing priorities. Hi, my name is Regina Callion, and you have made it to my weekly episode, How to Pass NCLEX slash Monday Motivation. I am so happy to see you from all around the world, nursing students. We come together and we study. Our goal for 2020 is to pass NCLEX and be better prepared for nursing school. So we are going to focus on this very important topic right now. Here we go. Here we go. Question number one is this, guys. Come on in. You made it to the live class. Here is the first question. Mr. Evans is a 77-year-old male, develops acute dyspnea with cyanosis and pink frothy sputum. The healthcare provider has sent in the following orders. Which should the nurse implement first? Is it number one, suction the client's airway. Two, obtain arterial blood gases. Three, contact respiratory therapy stat. Or four, administer bumentanide IV stat. Very great med surge question with the priority management of care emphasis here. And we know how important that is for NCLEX. So just looking at this case here, we have a 77-year-old male and look at his symptoms. Acute dyspnea or shortness of breath with blueness noted, right? So his oxygenation is decreasing. Um, and he has pink frothy sputum. What do we know about pink frothy sputum? What is that connected to? Oh, a very, very large diagnosis. Uh, of course, that is going to be congestive heart failure. But what side? Is it left or right? Is it left or right congestive heart failure? That's very important to know. You will only know that difference if you look at the symptoms. The symptoms will tell you whether you have left or right congestive heart failure. And I do go over that with you guys in the virtual trainer. So if we're looking at the priorities, what should be done first? Suction the client's airway, obtain arterial blood gases, contact respiratory therapy, or administering that bumetanide IV stat. The correct answer is going to be number four. That is the priority. This is left-sided congestive heart failure. And so because with left-sided congestive heart failure, you have pulmonary congestion or pulmonary edema, what is going to be the most appropriate treatment, the priority treatment, is absolutely going to be diuretics. It's going to be diuretics. Um, a lot of people um, of my nursing students, a lot of nursing students who are actually, they're people, but they're nursing students too, they usually will pick one um, suction the client's airway. But remember, when we talk about suctioning the client's airway, it the suction catheter is only going to go so far, right? And so the pulmonary congestion in CHF is low. Like you're not going to be able to suction out fluid uh, for, for congestive heart failure. Definitely not. So how you're going to get that extra fluid off is through medication, is through pharmacology. So um, number four is going to be the correct answer. And if you didn't get this right, you absolutely need to review left-sided versus right-sided congestive heart failure. Here's question number two for you. A nurse is feeding a confused client 
the client states, I want to fight and hits the nurse on the back of the head, which is the most appropriate action of the nurse. Is it number one, call for help? Two, reorient the client and continue to feed him. Three, reorient the client and apply a soft wrist restraint. Or four, advise the client to stop hitting. Let me go over the scenario again, just in case you missed it. The nurse is feeding a confused client. The client states, I want to fight and hits the nurse on the back of the head. Which is the most appropriate action of the nurse? One, call for help. Two, reorient the client and continue to feed him. Three, reorient the client and apply a soft wrist restraint. Or four, advise the client to stop hitting. There's only one thing that you can do here that is the most appropriate action, and that is going to be call for help. <laughs> all right. When you are physically assaulted by a client, all, all everything stops. Okay. You're not trying to educate this person. You're not going to continue to defeat the person because they told you what their purpose is. They want to fight at that time. So the best thing you can do is call for security. And you have to know as a nurse how to protect yourself. Um, we are not slaves. We don't have to, you know, work in, in, in conditions that are unsafe, that you are underpaid for, that you are overstressed for. You are a professional. You're a medical professional. And with that nursing license, you have to use judgment in all areas of your life. If the environment for you to work in is not safe, be out. All right. Question number three is this. During emergencies surrounding pregnancy, blank is a calcium channel blocker agent that decreases uterine contractions. Oh, I love this question. I love this question so much. Um, because it's pharmacology and it's something I specifically talk about in the virtual trainer. All right. So is it going to be number one, metoprolol? Number two, magnesium sulfate? Number three, terbutaline? Number four, nifedipine? What sayeth you guys? All right. Ah, love this question. Love this question. I see the answers rolling, rolling, rolling in. What is that calcium channel blocker? Okay, what is that calcium channel blocker that we can use to stop preterm labor? That's what it's going to be used for. And the correct answer is going to be number for nifedipine. This is a calcium channel blocker and it's used to reduce blood pressure, but it also has another effect where it can relax uterine contractions. And so I had the pleasure of doing a live class. Hey, if you want me to come to your school and do a class, set it up. Give me your director's contact information because I would love to do that. But I did a PN class and in the PN class, on page five, we talk about, can you see it? The complications in pregnancy. And we go over the pharmacology and nifedipine is one of those medications that you need to know for your NCLEX exam. So if you're in the virtual trainer at home, most of my students study from the virtual trainer at home. They don't need to come to a live class. But 
if you are in the VT or if you're thinking about getting the virtual trainer, you will go over pharmacology a lot, <laughs> over pharmacology a lot inside of the course. All right. Next question. We are moving on to question number four, which is this. Um, Miss Green reports a headache and fever and asks the nurse, nurse if it is safe to take aspirin one hour before breastfeeding. Mm. What is the most appropriate response by the nurse? Is it number one, aspirin is the medication of choice for pain during breastfeeding? Two, the headache and fever may interfere with your milk production. Take the aspirin. Three, aspirin should be avoided during lactation. Consult your physician. Or four, the aspirin will not interfere with the baby, but you need to be evaluated by the physician. Good stuff here. Good stuff here. So you have a patient, uh, they're breastfeeding, but they have a headache and they're asking if aspirin is safe for breastfeeding. Uh-huh. So what are what is the best choice here from the options that you see on the screen? Come on, Remar nurses, you can do this. This is definitely a, a, a question that for, for pregnancy, you got to do a lot of education, a lot of education. So the correct answer is going to be three. Aspirin should be avoided during lactation. Consult your physician. So aspirin um, should be avoided as it is trans through, transferred through breast milk. The client should consult with the physician about the request. And typically when we talk about pain medication in pregnancy, what is it? What is that pain medication? And it is acetaminophen, right? So Tylenol, right? That's going to be the pregnancy safe pain medication. Okay. All right. Next question is this, it's a scenario. Karen Gray, 28 years old, recently found out that she is pregnant. She has been taking herbal medications to control her asthma and symptoms related to pregnancy. She asked the nurse, is it safe to continue to take medication while she is pregnant? What is the best response by the nurse? Is it number one, herbal medication will cause contractions and premature labor. Two, herbal medications are unsafe, but dietary substances are beneficial during the first trimester. Three, herbal medications are useful and should be maintained at a therapeutic level. Or four, most herbal medications and dietary supplements should be avoided during pregnancy and lactation. What say if you guys here, what are we talking about? The, the client is taking herbal medications to control her pregnancy symptoms and asthma, and she wants to continue to do so while she is pregnant. What do we know about this situation? Yes, you guys are mostly on one accord. Everybody is screaming, Regina, Regina. The best answer for Miss Gray is going to be four, 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 four. Most herbal medications and dietary supplements should be avoided during pregnancy and lactation. It's a big no. It's just a big no. 
um, for pregnancy. Okay, I got the motivation for you this week. Our motivation, our motivation is so important because when you combine education with motivation, it really helps to build your confidence, make you feel like it's possible, right? Make you feel like you can overcome past failures. So here is my motivation. Check it out. It's okay to feel disappointed. It really is okay to feel disappointed. You know, there there was something that happened. I'm sure you guys, you, you know, you you heard about it on the Oscars, right? The, the Will Smith. Uh, versus Chris Rock, the, uh, the, like, what? That moment, right? And then it turned into, really? Like, really, Will? You know, like, you're my favorite. Like, you had a moment of weakness. You know, and I'm not making excuses. I don't really know what was going on. I don't really know why Will Smith assaulted another man. But this is somebody that's, like, one of my favorite actors, ever. And so to see um, him take an action that I thought was beneath his his normal character, right? Um, it, it led to disappointment. It led to disappointment. And so um, certainly we can be disappointed in the actions of others, but also how can we be disappointed in our own selves? Like, you know, like how does that manifest? How does that feel? Is that okay? Right? Um, And so we're going to talk about it uh, a little bit today. So disappointments, disappointments. This is our Monday motivation. Um, And so here it is. Like, are you easily getting disappointed? Are you easily getting disappointed? Like when you can't, when the dress you like has no available size for you, when the food that you are served is not hot. You Are you one of those people in the restaurant? If something is not to your liking, you will send that thing back. I said, no pickles. I said, no pickles. And there's pickles on this burger. Um, or when your order arrives late, right? Oh man. And I know, I know from personal experience with Remar, some people can be very disappointed. Some people can be very irate, disappointed, upset when their books don't arrive on time, when, when UPS loses their packages, when things like that. So yes, um, when you cook food for someone and he or she doesn't like how it tastes, right? When you are waiting at the long lines, you know, you're trying to get into the movies or um, uh, what is it, a PlayStation 5, I don't know. Or, you know, when someone you'll, you need to meet up with, they're not there, they don't show up. Or how about this, when you fail your exam over and over again, Um, These are all things that can bring disappointment to our lives. But, you know, even still, we have all experienced disappointments in er every area of our lives. It's normal. It's okay to feel it, but don't allow disappointments to dominate our lives, right? And I think that's major. You, You know, for me, there are certain things that are temporary, right? There are certain emotions that just have to be temporary because if you let them stay for too long, it will change the projection of your life. So um, happiness is temporary, right? It's temporary because things always are changing and you have to be able to, you know, experience life in real time, right? Um, Grief. Grief is another thing that is very real, but your grief for the loss of someone or uh, 
like uh, an event that happened, a trauma, a tragedy, um, a diagnosis, it has to be temporary because you cannot maintain a healthy life with grief as your default for everything. Uh, Disappointment is another thing that has purpose. It does allow you to reflect. It does allow you to set new standards, but disappointment cannot be your, it cannot be your comfort zone, right? So what do we do with our disappointments? And you guys know how it is here at Remar. What do we always say the best thing to do with something that is negatively affecting you, something that is hurting you, something that is out of your control? What do we always say? Let's give our disappointments to God. Let's give them to God. I'm Listen, somebody needs to hear this. This is a testimony this week. The thing that is uh, upsetting you, the thing that is disappointing you, right? Don't carry that burden. Don't carry it. It's too heavy. Psalms 38, 4, 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So be honest with God about how you feel and what you're experiencing right now. That's it. And that's one thing I love about, that's one thing I love about God is that, guess what? Nothing you have going on is hidden from him. He sees all things. And so you might as well just be truthful and honest about where you are. And I think that God really appreciates that. And, you know, I tell you guys all the time, if you don't know something, just say you don't know it. Just keep it real. You're not trying to impress nobody, right? It, it, it It's better for you to have an honest assessment about yourself than pretend like everything is okay. And so during, during this week, and what I've come to learn for myself is that, yes, I can pretend like everything is okay. And I could probably fool some people, but the person that knows the truth always is myself, right? And so if I'm honest with myself, then others will see that I am authentic and others will see that I am able to... Um, deal with more stress than most people because I don't try to pretend like everything is okay. And I feel with nurses, a lot of us do that. A lot of us want to give off the appearance that everything is okay, that we are in control, that we have it all together. And there's just times when you don't. There's just times when you're really crushed in spirit and you're really disappointed. And I love that the scriptures talk about those times, right? I love that the scriptures talk about those times. And and so it's like, when we are weak, he can be strong for us. But if you don't want to admit that you're weak, then go ahead, Superwoman, do it. But I guarantee it, you will get tired and you probably won't get the results that you want pretending, right? You never do. So um, in the midst of disappointments, let's ask God's help ASAP, all right? And there's there's a mnemonic for help. His ever-loving presence always say a prayer. Oh, man. That makes me want to pray right now. That makes me want to pray right now. So um, when we're walking and we're walking in this thing, right? And this may be our experience in the past where we've taken NCLEX and failed. All right. You may have felt it once. You're taking NCLEX. You may have felt it twice. I'm talking to somebody, right? Somebody that's felt it two times. I'm even still talking to somebody that has felt NCLEX three times. I'm even talking to somebody out there that has taken this thing and spent the money again and has not gotten the results and they failed 
four times. But let me tell you, you need to get back up and you need to walk it out because if you keep on trying, if you learn to handle this disappointment appropriately and leave it in the past, the achievements that you have tomorrow, right, will outshine all of those disappointments from yesterday, right? And you will get that thing, that victory that you've been faithful to go after. And this is what I say when it comes to NCLEX. When you become a nurse, never, not ever once, ever in my entire life has a patient asked me, how many times have you taken NCLEX? They never asked me that. They never asked me. They asked me things like, uh, how long you been a nurse? When do you graduate from high school? Are you still in junior high? That's what they say. That's what they say to me when patients see me. I didn't know you could be a nurse in high school. Sir, I'm over 30. <laughs> but those are the type of those are the type of questions that, that patients ask you. They're not never gonna ask you how many times you've taken NCLEX. So all the disappointments that we allow to, you know, form our opinion about ourselves. In reality, they don't matter, right? The, the patient's gonna be happy that you are their nurse and that you come in there with a smile and you are ready to provide them the best care. That is the most important thing. Um, so I hope that you are embracing our assignment this week. Understand the assignment. Also, if you're in nursing school, please consider get, um, getting the quick facts for NCLEX is going to help you tremendously as well. And it comes as a part of our full program, the number one training system for NCLEX. And it is the virtual trainer. And I call it a training system because you get the online videos that I do. You also get the physical books that I do. And you will get the interactivity and accountability, the daily study calendar. Oh, it's so much. It's so much. It's a complete package. And I was in the, the Remar Nurse Facebook study group and somebody asked this question about one of the things that is not in the book, but it's a bonus to the virtual trainer that I have. And it is the games and puzzles in the before the books arrive section. So make sure that you check it out this week. But also I wanted to tell you that inside of the file vault are all the answers to that section. So if you're doing the before the books arrive section and you are not sure what an answer is or you can't pass a quiz because you are getting one question wrong, I put the answers in the file vault. So reach out to Team Remar if you need to know where to get those answers, but just check out your file vault because it's definitely in there. All right. Um, and I am super excited for the things that we have coming up. It's April. Oh, let me say this. Let me say this. So last week we did an April Fool's prank and I just want to clear the air because the April Fool's prank was that I was retiring from education and I was leaving Remar. Um, and then I was leaving Remar because I was going to go back into the hospitals and the travel pay was so good, which the travel pay right now is very good. It's tempting, but I'll never leave Remar. Like I, I, I you guys have my heart. So, um, so it was that I was leaving Remar and then Mark was going to be the new face of Remar Review. He had went to nursing school and he was ready to take over education. And the thing about it is some of y'all wanted that. 
some of y'all were so happy for Mark and y'all were congratulating him saying, uh, congratulations on the promotion and you about to do this thing and you are incredible. And I'm like, huh? Like, what? Y'all was ready for Mark to be the face of Rebar? Like, how could it be? They wanted you. They wanted Mark to be the face of Rebar. I was like, man, this is mutiny. Uh, but it was an April Fool's prank. Mark, although Mark is great, he will forever be our prayer partner. He will ever, ever be our chaplain here at Remar Review, but never, ever, ever, ever would he do the education. I mean, he's, he's been to enough classes that he probably can recite some stuff. But when y'all have the real questions, what's the difference between, you know, a myocardial infarction and Mark? Huh? Mark, yeah. what's the difference between... Uh, What's the difference between diabetes insipidus and diabetes mellitus? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> diabetes insipidus. And diabetes mellitus. And what's diabetes the, mellitus. Yeah, what's the difference between that? Okay, so with insipidus. Okay. Um, oh, come on. Come on. Are, I feel it. I feel it. I feel you got it. Insipidus, you're, pro uh, come you're on. producing too much urine. You are producing too much urine. Okay. Okay. And then with, with diabetes mellitus, what's the difference? Because um, you have a lot of urine with diabetes mellitus too. Mellitus is I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, listen. If you would have knew <laughs> that answer, something else. Okay. One more. Okay. 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 Um, name three electrolytes. Oh, um, potassium. Yeah. Um, sodium and magnesium. Ah! He know you knew it. You did it. Good job, man. It. Yeah, I man. You trying to take my job, man? Oh, he nurses school. All right, you you can you can tutor this. Hey, I'm still year. praying for y'all though. Don't it's, ask me any more questions. That was it. I'm praying for y'all. You really came through with the electrolytes. Congratulations. Listen, I'm trying to be healthy. Okay, I'm okay. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Love y'all. All right. So you have a tutor on electrolytes. It was a prank. It was a prank. And then he comes on here and gives correct answers. We'll revisit this. Team Remar, we got to do a different prank next year because Mark is inching his way into my position. Slowly, 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 I can see it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming to our How to Pass NCLEX uh, Monday Motivation. Uh, we had a special guest today, Mark Callion. And so... It's always a pleasure when he graces us with his presence, but it's even more of a pleasure when you guys show up to study. So uh, if nobody told you this, guess what? You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. Yes. <laughs>